Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Movius Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about what it's been like for me to work at Havenwick Hospital um, for the last month. It's been quite a journey. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me, I just got done eating some sushi. <laughs> Sorry. So, um,. Yeah, I've been working at Havenwick Hospital for the last for the last month. Um, I'm going to get into some backstory on how I got this job. Um, I'm going to look at some scripture, and uh, this is going to be uh, not this kind of message is going to help you, um, like there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to take away from this. Um, not just like what I've learned and what it'll teach you, but also. Um, there's a reason why I'm giving you guys the backstory of how I got this job, just to give you some some encouragement if you are in a tough season right now. This is season 23, episode 222. 222. <laughs> Here on Movies Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons, as we also continue to be prepared for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're new to my podcast or have been listening for some time now, welcome. Either way, I'm so glad that you're here. Over two years ago, God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me to equip the body of Christ. We all play a part, though, in the body of Christ. My only prayer in today's episode is, again, you guys hear me say this every week, if you are a, you know, a listener that listens every week, that God's will is done in your life in today's episode. The uh, verse of the day is Psalm 55, verse 17, and I'm going to read it again out of my on-hand Amplified Bible. Psalm 55, 17. Okay. Psalm 55, 17 reads, out of the Amplified, Evening and morning and at noon I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. There's a prayer that I read, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. It was one of the earlier psalms, I have to say, it might have been like Psalm 7, but it was a verse that said, I will cry to God or I will call out to God and he will answer me. And um, I even, because right here at the end of verse 17, it says, and he will hear my voice. So it's, it's like in this verse, we hear that God will hear us. And the other one is that God will, uh, God, God will answer me. Um, it's so like, when I read that verse earlier in Psalms, not the verse that we just read, but the one that I'm talking about that I read earlier this week. I'm like, the confidence that whether it was David or someone else, because there's many different authors that you read throughout the Psalms, how did they have this kind of confidence that God was going to answer them? Because honestly, beloved, I feel like uh, we struggle with this. Like, we, like, God, we're like, are you going to answer me? Are you going to help me? Um, and that's different than what James calls the double-minded man, uh, James says the one that calls out to God for wisdom, but doesn't believe that God can help him, 
that's the double-minded man. Um, so it's it's not that we're not believing; it's that is God going to that? That's that's a that's a different aspect. So I think even at the beginning where it says evening and morning, evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and murmur, and He will hear my voice. There's a verse uh, in I think Philippians where it says, "Do not complain." Uh, the Amplified actually uh, describes that as complaining against the sovereignty of God. Um, so there are moments when we may complain before the Lord or even murmur. Um, John Piper has a really funny uh, podcast about uh, murmuring and complaining. It's super funny the way he describes it. But um, I think there's moments where God understands when we, we don't understand something and we just complain Many of you guys have heard me talk about my struggle, uh, my, my sin struggle that I struggle with are lustful thoughts. Um, some of it for other people might be gambling, it might be pornography, it might be um, slandering people, it might be, there's always some sort of sin struggle that we struggle with. There's going to be something we struggle with and mine is lustful thoughts. Um, I struggled with that today a lot and just really opened up my heart to the Lord and um, Earlier today, I felt uh, a change in my heart that was almost terrifying. I I felt as if my heart was being hardened. I reached out to my past to an old pastor of mine. He really reassured me. Um, I am feeling a lot better now. Um, but anyway, so kind of went on a rant there. But let's open in prayer, beloved. Father, we thank you so much for your Son. May we stand in awe and wonder of him. We just gaze to you, Jesus. We look at you and we look at your beauty and we put our trust in you. We look into your eyes of fire your feet of bronze, your hair white like wool, your voice sounds like the many rushing waters. You are so wonderful. You are our righteousness. You are the one who makes us in right standing with God. We thank you. Father, I pray for people who have experienced sexual trauma from their past and that you would touch their hearts through the love of Christ. I pray for forgiveness and reconciliation in those relationships. Pray for a softening of our hearts and I uh, just pray for living understanding um, in our hearts. Holy Spirit, that you would shine new light in our hearts to understand things. I pray that what I would say would be true and honoring towards you, Lord. And I pray for whatever season this person listening that they're in, that they just be faithful with what you're calling them to do in Jesus' name.
Okay, I do have a vitamin water in today's episode. Um, okay, so I want to start off by showing an, an example of Romans 8.28 playing out in my life. And many of you guys know this verse. If you don't know it, then you can go look it up. <laughs> All year, I've had about five jobs. Um, between Lifetime Fitness and Rochester Hills, as a facility operations associate, which basically what I did there was I folded towels, worked in the men's room, stuff like that. Um, I left that job because at the end um, of the summer, uh, last year my hours were starting to be sent to other people that were coming back for seasonal positions, and I just decided to find a different job. I didn't get bitter about it. I just said, I understand. I'm just going to move forward. I was struggling to find another job uh, with my with, with the kind of schedule that I had outside of work, uh, and, and I took a job at a assisted living place in Lake Orion called Pomeroy Living. I was a dietary aide. I was told I was going to be able to get off get off early on certain days um, to make it to church events, but then that didn't necessarily happen. They told me I'd be able to be off at a certain time, and then it just, just didn't happen. They weren't really honest about it. They didn't stay true to it. And so um, for about two months... I just held on to the job, and it was it was it was just a tough season in my in my life. Um, about two months in, uh, I did quit without having a job in place. It was too stressful, and I just I couldn't take it anymore. On days like Wednesdays and Thursdays, I would I would have days of getting off, and between six fifteen and six forty five, depending on uh, whenever we were done closing in the kitchen as a team, because. You know, I would take the elderly's order, and then I would take them their food, yada, yada, yada. And then we would close up the kitchen at the end of the night, depending on when we got out, between, again, 6.15 and 6.45, I had to then drive to all the way to Troy, um, and then uh, drive from there to another place. It was a church event that I went with. Some of you guys know my friend Brandon, who, who passed away a couple months ago. Very sad. Um, I know where Brandon is at and how, but... Um, and then Brandon and I would also go, uh, Wednesday nights, uh, was in Lake Orion. So I would go from Lake Orion to Troy to back to Lake Orion in that small amount of time. And church started at seven o'clock. So it was very stressful. Um, and then Thursday nights was Holly. So I would, um, actually, I think that was, that was after I had Palmer. So forget, forget, forget about Thursday. But anyway, it was a season of time being very tight. I knew quitting the job without something in place was not a wise choice. I, I knew it was wrong, but at the time, I didn't really care. Excuse me. I then took a job at Deer Lake Athletic Club in Clarkston, and I really thought this was going to be a good fit. I had a really good feeling about it. On the second day of training, I actually quit because there was too much to remember with all the paperwork and it was just too much for my mind to comprehend. I then told my mentor, Jim, who you guys have heard me talk about in the past here on my podcast, um, he told me that I needed to find something quick. So I, I, uh, I, I took a hard landscaping job and many of you guys heard about the job that I had there. Um, and this was hard labor, laying sod, pulling weeds, spreading mulch, and planting from small flowers to huge huge bushes. Uh, Mondays were the hardest. Days would be from 7 a.m. to sometimes 6 in the afternoon. I was slandered by uh, some bosses and some some people said hurtful things towards me. And in these moments, I did what Jesus says, pray for those who persecute you and bless those who hurt you. That's a paraphrase, but 
One day, I had an appointment uh, with my car, and her name is Leah. For those of you that know about Leah, she's a Lincoln that I got. It's an incredible testimony in how I got her. Um, if you haven't heard the testimony of how I got that episode, you can look it up here on my podcast. I think it's titled, um, Are You Waiting on a Promise That God Gave You? Go check it out. It's a really good episode. I had to go get Leah checked out. So I had to call off work that day, um, which was a Tuesday. Uh, about two months ago, I got into I got to the shop and the power had run out. Uh, they they couldn't look at my car. Uh, they couldn't have called me because they use a landline, of course. Um, so I had to go back home. I went into work Wednesday and Thursday, and then near the end of my shift on Thursday, I ended up um, calling the shop again, and they said they could squeeze me in. Uh, into the schedule and check it out uh, on Friday, which was the next day. So I called off work the next day. This is the second day now. I went in and they gave me the details of what was going on with Leah, but they followed with, we can't fix it today. We have other cars we're looking at, so you'll have to come in again when you're available. I said, I'm glad to say that the Holy Spirit kept me calm and I didn't get upset because none of this was their fault. If the power wouldn't have gone out, we would have had this all situated uh, in the first place. Even if it was their fault, um, I need to be the salt of the world and show kindness. Paul says it best in Philippians 4 5 out of the Amplified, let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. Uh, Proverbs 29 11 out of the Amplified says it like this, a short-sighted fool always loses his temper and displays his anger. But a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. So I offered to come in on Monday and they said, be here first thing in the morning and we got you. We'll fix it for you. Um, it had some stuff with like the radiator and the, uh, the uh, coolant thing. But anyway, so uh, I had it set. I texted my boss again and he texted back rather angry and then told me that I was fired. I was scared, but just moments later, the Holy Spirit spoke to me so gently, don't worry, I have a plan. It was so clear, beloved. I heard it so clearly and I just felt really assured in that moment. I then started to look for other jobs. I went to Great Lakes Crossing Mall and had moments of being anxious, but I kept remember I, I kept pondering on the Lord's faithfulness and I, I pondered on what he had done in the past and I pondered on uh, the word that he had given me of, about don't worry I have a plan later I got an interview at Havenwick Hospital it was over the phone um, the pay was great um, it was six it's it was a 16 an hour bi-weekly pay and the hours were absolutely perfect from seven to three um, now this was through a temp agency so I didn't actually go to Havenwick Hospital everything was over the phone but I thought to myself, um, well, I'm going to have to get up really early in the morning, but I'll be off early in the day. Um, so I was going to put myself back into that discipline of what it was like working at the um, at the landscape position. Well, I got the job, I bought some scrubs, and off I went. Beloved, this is the reason why I wanted to give some backstory. Ever since I left Lifetime, I have been praying, literally ever since then, that I could get a job that fits my schedule to get to. I have been praying 
that I could get a job that fits in my schedule to do things outside of work, like discipling others one-on-one at coffee shops. I'm actually meeting up with my buddy Josh at 4.30, Lord willing, and we're going to get together and have some coffee. Um, uh, working on podcasts like this, this, this takes time for me to do, beloved. And I want to say, I'm going to say that humbly. Okay. I take, you guys know that I, I, do, I take notes on my podcast. I, I study scripture and I, I work on that kind of stuff. That's just, that doesn't just take 20, 30 minutes. That takes time. Uh, spending one or two hours studying scripture. I've been doing a deep study on the book of Matthew. I mean, just like verse by verse, not just like reading a whole chapter and then moving on. That's fine as well. But I've just been like looking at one verse, breaking down the Greek, looking at the context, just praying about things. And the Holy Spirit's been really showing me a lot. Um, working out, uh, doing things that I like to do, like shopping, seeing movies, playing video games, uh, playing football or any sport like that. I had plans to play football with a buddy tomorrow, but he actually hurt his finger, so we're not able to play. But I'm hanging out with my friend Jordan tomorrow, so Lord willing. Anyway, this is the job, beloved. This is the job that answered my prayers. In moments when we don't understand things, when it seems God doesn't hear our prayers and we don't see anything change, we can hang on to Romans 8.28 out of the ESV. And we know that for those who love God, For those who love God, let's keep this in context, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. God had a purpose behind all of what I went through there. I can look back and see God direct my steps and all the plans that I had tried to set out. So that's uh, Proverbs 16, 9. I can almost... uh, see God saying, I hear you, my son. And because of your prayers, I will grow your faith and your endurance. You're going to take a lot of jobs. Um, you're going to get job after job and, and things are going to seem like I'm not hearing and working for you, but I am. If you guys haven't listened to my testimony about how I got my car, it's episode 208. Because you want to talk about a tough season, enduring suffering and waiting on God, go listen to that episode. I've been there. Or if you are in a tough season, uh, a tough waiting season right now, uh, go listen to it again. Um, I have listened to a sermon or a podcast, uh, a particular one, two or three times. There's one for a second time that I'm listening to right now. Um, just kind of going back and forth on it by John MacArthur. Um, I think it's called... Let's see if I can... Recently updated shows. Latest episodes. I can't find it. Anyway, it's something by John Piper. Or not John Piper. uh, John MacArthur. Um, It's about like praising God for your salvation. I'm listening to it for the second time now. So So, what has it like? What has it been like working at Havenwick? The one word I can give you, beloved, to sum it all up humbling. It's been very humbling. I have seen patients uh, have tears going down their faces as they lie on the ground. People sitting on the ground, uh, sticking their heads in a corner. Honestly, uh, during my second week working, 
Uh, I was cleaning rooms with a coworker of mine and all the patients uh, in this one unit were in what's called a day room. Uh, people draw, they watch TV, uh, they pray, they, they uh, play, not praise. They may be praying and that's great, but um, they play with crafts and, and such. And as I passed by them, I almost had tears uh, just come down my, just start to, I, I almost just started to cry. Um, I was so sorrowful over the pain, the suffering, and the sadness of the world. This is something that I deal with um, at least once a week where I, I, I do feel the weight and the brokenness and the heaviness of the world. And I try to think to myself, Jesus, you are the one that carries all that uh, for those who trust in you. So, And whatever other people do, that's not my fault. It's not my responsibility. I'm not called to uh, bring people into salvation. That's all by God's choosing. I just saw that they needed a shepherd. They needed a savior. Now, maybe some of them are saved. I'm not sure. But I felt a deep anguish in my heart as I passed by them. For the next couple of weeks, I would work in several different units. There's, um, they named the units by letter. So there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't know if they have a unit F, but I think it goes all the way to G. So they have a few new units. Um, I continued to feel very, very sad, very sorrowful for them. Uh, I thought things like maybe they've had a past with drugs or alcohol, um, or what kind of hurtful, harsh, or overwhelming words have been spoken over them. This is the verse that I have thought of when I think this way about patience. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 7.10 that worldly sorrow brings death. Here's what here's here's where God has humbled me. A while ago, I listened to a sermon that I found on Apple Podcast called Expository Sermons. That's actually the podcast that I'm listening to through uh, the message about John MacArthur that I mentioned earlier. And it was a message that's titled The Great Pride Crusher. It was a message about considering how incredible your election is before a holy God. Romans 9 is one of the hardest scriptures to read. It's a chapter that we can either humbly accept or work on some arrogance and pride in our hearts. Now, Paul quotes uh, in verse 15 out of Romans 9 uh, what we actually read today out of Exodus 33 and 19 out of the, out of the uh, ESV. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have mercy compassion as much as we think this might be prideful of us to think this is a verse that runs through my head when i see suffering at work or even the world some of you remember we talked recently about understanding intercession it's episode 217 uh, we read out of first timothy 2 1 through 4 real quick i want to backtrack um on Just that verse in Romans 9:15, Paul quotes Exodus 33:19. Um, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. That's the verse that's run through my mind when I look at some of the suffering. And a lot of people might think that that's me being prideful. Actually, it's really humbling. Like, Lord, the only difference between me and the unbeliever is your grace. 
So when you choose to do that, it's not by my own merit. You chose just by your own glory to choose me. Not because of anything I've done, but because you have a purpose behind it. So moving on here, as we talk about, we talked about um, a message that I did recently, episode 217 titled understanding intercession we read out of first timothy 2 1 through 4 i'm going to read it out of the esv first of all i urge that uh, supplications prayers intercessions and thanksgivings be made for all people for uh for all people for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and uh, dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. We did get into the Greek a lot in that verse uh, when we did that message, Understanding Intercession, and it is super insightful. So if you haven't listened to it, please go. It, it, I, I learned a lot from it. This is exactly what I've done when I see uh, patients um, that are suffering or even just look like they're having a good day. I just, you know, I, this is, this is what I practice. I I pray for them. I prayed for them today. Um, This whole process has really humbled me that God chose me, not because of anything I did, but because of just who he is. He will have mercy on whom he has mercy and compassion on whom he has compassion on. Beloved, I'm going to finish with this. I work with a group of about 10 to 15 people, and the Lord has used me to plant seeds in their lives. Uh, about uh, they, They've given me questions about the gospel, sin, who Jesus is, why he came, and we've talked about many other things that you can find in the Bible or hear about in Christianity. I have co-workers who have had conversations with me, and I do my best to share the truth with them. Uh, but some people, they just don't change. Um, there is a hardening in their hearts and it breaks my heart. It's heartbreaking. This has been another humbling experience for me because I haven't been able to forgive others um, on my own or have good fruit in my life on my own. I am a product of grace. God has helped me to do to, to do those things. Um, and the reason I say those kind of things is that's the kind of conversations that I've had with people about unforgiveness, sin, repentance, stuff like that. I've talked about that kind of stuff with these people that I show in my life, but I'm only able to show that because of what is what God has done through me. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, I am, I am what I am by the grace of God. This is something else God has shown me recently as I look at all the years of me walking with Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. I am willing to have any type of conversation with others. I want to win others to Christ and be a good servant of the Lord Jesus. Have I prayed for my co-workers? Yes, many times. I prayed for them a lot today. One of my co-workers actually asked me to pray for them today, and I did. And I want to say that humbly. And I will continue to pray for them. Because the only difference between them and I is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen, beloved. That is my message about what it's been like with with me at uh, Havenwick.
there's more that I'm learning every day, but um, for those who just need to be encouraged by the gospel, um, Adam was born, and through Adam, everyone has fallen short. All have become worthless. Um, but through another man, Jesus Christ, one can be made righteous for those who trust in him. That's the gospel, that none are righteous, all have fallen short. Isaiah says that we are all sheep who have gone our own way, but God has caused the wickedness of us all to fall on Christ. And so for all those who trust in Christ for their sins, that he paid the penalty because he was sent by God, you are saved. Saved from what? You're saved from God. You're saved from the wrath to come. You're saved from judgment. You're saved from, from hell. But don't just go to God so you can get away from hell. Come to God because he loved you and he sent his son to die for you. Father, we thank you so much for your word and your son who cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We pray for the patients at Havenwick. You'd come to them in dreams and visions, Lord. Reveal the beauty of the son that you would use someone as a spectacle for your kingdom. Pray for my coworkers, Lord. I pray for a softening in the heart by your grace. Lord, you can change someone like that. And I truly pray, Lord, that you would do that with my coworkers. Um, not even the people that are just um, housekeepers, but people who are nurses and doctors and, and techs. Lord, that you would... Call them out by name. I pray as my listener goes out that they be led by the Holy Spirit and that they would trust in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, next week, Lord willing, we're going to be talking about a story out of, the gos- uh, out, of, out of one of the Gospels. It's going to be out of the Gospel of Luke, I believe. It's going to be another humbling message. Um, I, I know from for me at least, um, it's a story about Jesus, James, and John. I'm not sure what chapter it is, but it's going to be super insightful, and it's something the Lord has been softening my heart in uh, towards those who uh, reject the gospel. Or um, it's just it's it's also it's mind boggling because I've got other verses that run through my mind that kind of help me like like to think there's a contradiction, but there isn't. Uh, and there's just something more I need to learn. Uh, and there is going to be something next week that I'm going to be sharing that I have taught in the past that I'm now a little bit more hesitant on. Um, and something just, just I, I believe there was a false teaching that I did, and I'm going to be talking about that next week, Lord willing. Beloved, thank you so much for listening to today's episode as we talked about what it's been like for me to work at Haven Hospital in Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is your friend Josiah. God loves you. <laughs>